0: How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode 172 of Master My Garden podcast. Now, this week's episode, we're talking about the subject of lawns. And I suppose, um, our perception or our thoughts about lawns has changed and is probably changing. We've heard it uh, previously on the podcast in gardening trends where there's a, you know, a somewhat of a move away from the lawn. Having said that, I think. An awful lot of gardeners still view the lawn as, and and having a nice lawn in terms of the traditional tidy sense um, as a vital piece of their garden, and it's what they like and what they enjoy to have. Personally, I don't have huge strong feelings about having a perfect lawn. Um, I live in the countryside; it's quite difficult in you know a countryside setting. that has a you know where you have a reasonably big lawn bigger than you'd need or bigger than you'd want to have I suppose the perfect lawn and you know the the bowling green type lawn Uh, a lot of people strive for that and I actually don't what I'm trying to do currently is reduce as much of the of the lawn area as possible some of it is you know where we'd kick a ball around and the front lawn is broken up by quite a big wildflower meadow native wildflower meadow with paths through it and yeah i sort of like that but i know other people still want the you know the lines of the moor on the lawn and and all this sort of thing so we're going to look at that and how to keep it in good condition because it has been a really cold and we're still you know we talk about it I've talked about it over the last few weeks on the podcast we're we're now heading for you know may bank holiday weekend and we're still looking at kind of really poor growing conditions, and it has been in terms of growth. Generally, it has a hasn't been a good growthy spring. A lot of, you know, if you're talking about the vegetable and fruit garden, it's way behind where, where it's, uh, normally would be. Now it's not uncommon; it does happen like this, you know. And so that's why every year is different, and every, you know, you have to kind of gauge each year as it comes. But it has been a spring with with low levels of growth. Uh, temperatures have been low pretty much all the time with the exception of one week there a couple of weeks ago where it was a decent you know decent temperatures and um, we're getting odd bits bits here and there the other thing that i've noticed quite a bit is that our the light levels and the sunlight levels are quite low so you're getting a lot of kind of overcast days and and cold days so you're also you know in in the tunnel or whatever you're not getting that benefit because the temperature really only comes up in a greenhouse when you get sunlight to create it and then that gives you that you know that extra few degrees above the outside and because the sunlight levels and the sunshine levels haven't been there temperatures even within a, a greenhouse are quite low so yeah it's been a a, a spring of low growth so to speak that coupled with the fact that it has been quite wet during the spring. And if you think back to last, uh, back end, you know, November here was very, very wet. And so perfect conditions for what most people are finding in their lawns now, where you're looking at really high levels of moss and lawns are looking a bit weak. They've started to grow, like lawns will be, you know, lawns and grass are the first things that start to grow. Grass will grow at, you know, typically six six to eight degrees, grass will start growing. Whereas almost everything else, you're kind of looking for soil temperatures above 10 degrees for everything else to, to kick into life. So grass has been growing, but there is a lot of, you know, lawn problems, so to speak. And I suppose when we talk about lawn problems or lawn issues, you're looking at things like weeds, moss, um, moss being the biggest one here in Ireland. And that, that's a huge issue. We get, you know, we get so many rain days and. Because of the way we cut lawns, typically uh, moss can take over, Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. You know what we can do for for weeds if that's a problem for you in your lawn, and what what we can do for for moss, and we're going to look at you know solutions for that. Uh, The big thing, the big thing about lawns, I suppose, is that they're you know if you want to maintain what I spoke about earlier, the bowling green type finish, then it's going to require work. It's not possible to just, you know, sow a lawn and then straight away have that, you know, have that um, perfect lawn and it always be like that. It's it's just not the case because you will get weeds coming in. If you want to keep that bowling green look, you have to cut really short, cutting really short, weakens the grass, weakened grass allows moss in and allows weeds in. And so you're starting a, you know, a cycle. So, the number one, obviously, the, the wet here is is a big problem. But one of the biggest reasons we see so much moss in in lawns here in Ireland is the fact that we cut so low. Um, we typically cut low to give you that neat look, uh, which doesn't last for very long. Uh, when you get that lovely neat look, it can last a day, maybe two days, and and then it starts to to come back again. And so, cutting too low is is a is a is a big issue. You want to be cutting. You, you don't want to be cutting any sort of lower than about an inch and a half um and make sh- making sure that the the lawn that you're using is extremely sharp so getting it sharpened every year making sure that it's sharp that it's cutting the, the grass clean not dragging because a blunt mower will sort of pull at the grass and and weakens the lawn so they're basic things starting off um there is Huge switch on the bigger type lawns to automowers, and we spoke a lot about those with Andy Walsh in episode number twenty-eight, which seems like and is quite a long time ago now. But that was a really good episode around automowers and how you know they might suit certain people and how they work and how they you know navigate around the garden and so on. Uh, I will definitely do you know go for an automower at some point in time. Um I want to have all the beds and all that sort of thing finished, and to be honest, I'm not getting to them at the moment and uh, so I haven't done what I want to do yet to allow the 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 mower to come in um but to be able to take out you know an hour or two a week um would be would be great um of pointless mowing i guess is is kind of what I'd like um but the point I was going to make was in relation to the auto mowers people who are using them, because it's this really sharp, uh, clean cut, people are finding that you're getting really good results, uh, exceptional results in terms of moss and weeds from this, from automowers. Because the lawn, you're taking a tiny, tiny cut with every pass that the automower makes. It's taking a tiny cut. And so it's not big amounts of grass going onto the ground. It's just tiny amounts going onto the ground. And that's feeding the soil, strengthening the, the grass, and it's being constantly cut at the set height, always. So what's happening is the grass is actually tillering, what they call tillering. So tillering basically means where if you, um, if, if you sow a lawn and you let it just grow upwards, it will continue to grow upwards quite a bit. And what you really want it to do is grow horizontally so that it fills any gaps that are there. So by using an automower, you, you force the grass to tiller, hence thickening the grass, which means less moss, which means less weeds. And so people who are using automowers are finding that they're not having to, I suppose, lean on treatments anywhere near as much to keep the lawn looking, looking pristine. And then the automower is passing over on, on it every day, so that it never looks untidy the moss is not getting a chance to kick off the weeds are not getting a chance to get in so that's definitely you know a way of keeping your lawn pristine uh, or seems to be you know any, anyone that I've spoken to Andy Walsh may- mentioned that in the in the podcast i suppose there's the guts of 2 years has passed since that episode and i've spoken to a lot of people they've become so popular now I've spoken to a lot of people who have installed them and you know that is the feedback that they're telling me the lawns are just a lot better quality-wise. So, having said that, we're not all working with autumn We're going to go through the issues that we we potentially might have, and we're going to look at the the possible treatments or cures for that. Um, so, as I said, moss is the biggest issue. So, we're going to start with that now. Moss is when it takes over in a lawn, or when it gets established in a lawn, it can become quite dominant, and you can end up with you know situations where you have. moss, 50% grass, or you have, you know, that sort of level. And that's a really high level, and it's not uncommon. Um, Many lawns will have that, or certainly areas within within lawns will have that. And some people don't mind it at all, find it uh, nice and soft to walk on, and don't mind that it looks green and, and all the rest of it. Others don't like it at all. So if if you want to, I suppose, get rid of that, then there's a few routes, But before we do that, we should look at why we get it. So we get it in Ireland mostly because we're cutting too low um, and because we're getting way too much, a lot of moisture. So the cutting too low is weakening the grass. The huge amounts of moisture are allowing the moss to get established. And then we're typically following along after that with uh, treatments. And the, I suppose the, the treatments that are used for it are things like sulfate of iron or iron liquids. And there's, you know, several brands of it out there. So liquid irons and, and they basically block, blacken the moss. And, you know, it's what we would have all seen over the years. They blacken the moss and then you come along and you rake out the moss after that. The thing with any of the iron products is that they reduce the pH in the ground as well. And that is another driver of moss. So a low pH tends to lead to more moss. So the more you use, iron based product the more the lower the ph goes the more you need to use it so it's a it's a sort of a balancing act there so watch that one it will give you that you know that reaction that you're looking for to get out the moss you know so it will kill and um, but then you'll have to move on after that and um, the other product that can be used is a triple action so feed weed and moss killer and um, we'll talk about the weed element of it in a minute but the moss killer element of it again is based on iron but it's doing tree jobs, it's feeding the lawn, it's killing the weeds and it's killing the moss. And so that's another another possible option. In more re- recent years, a lot of the products have been, I suppose they have been improving and there's new products have to come the street, bacteria-based products. And these are products that essentially there's bacteria, good bacteria within the product, uh, organic fertilizers with bacteria in them. And this bacteria eats away at the moss And reduces the moss, not as quickly or not as, you know, visually as something like sulfate of iron. So you're not going to see that blackening. You're not going to see any change on the moss quickly. But over time, what happens is that the moss starts to reduce, the grass gets stronger, and that process continues. So the, the grass continues to strengthen, the moss continues to weaken, And eventually it gets to a point where now you've gone from having moss and grass to just grass. Now, the key with that, and they're really good products. uh, The majority of them feeds for a hundred days. So you're getting a long-term food. They're organic based. Um, The key with that, well, there's two keys. Number one, if you're using a bacteria based product, you really need ground temperatures up above 10 degrees, ideally 12, 14 degrees. That's when you really get, um, you know, the best benefit from these. So 12 to 14 degrees. The biggest point though is that you're looking for a moss content in the lawn or a moss percentage in the lawn, no greater than sort of 20 to 25%. If it's 30%, 40%, 50%, as, as can be the case in a lot of lawns, then we are looking at, we're looking at doing something else prior to the treatment with the, with the bacteria based product. So, you know, they're, they're the options that we're looking at. Um, another, if you want to go away from, you know, any application of a product scarifying, so you can get a scarifier. You can, you can do this as simply as getting a a moss, a moss rake or a lawn rake and raking out the moss, scarifying it, scratching out the moss, scratching out the tatch and then feeding your, using your, your bacterial or your fertilizer product to strengthen the lawn. Uh, scarifying is a great way of, you know, rejuvenating a lawn. And if you have a bad infestation, it's probably something that you would look to do twice a year. Uh, I would certainly be doing it before you go into the winter and accompanying that with a win- an autumn feed, but also at this time of the year in the springtime to give the lawn and, and the grass in the lawn a chance to, to sort of fill out. So twice a year, if you have a really bad, really bad infestation of moss, scarifying and aerating. Uh, so scarifying is basically where you're scratching the, scratching it, and then you can hire out machines to do it. You know, because it's quite a heavy job. If you want to go doing it with a rake, it'll take you know a good bit of time, a lot of backache will go into it. So um, it may be a case if you've certainly if you have a bigger lawn that you might want to hire out a scarifier and uh, you know go that route um so essentially then with, with moss you need to you need to reduce it before you can apply the bacteria products but there is several ways of doing it and you know you're looking at iron treatments uh bacteria based treatments or scarifying so manual manual removal of the of the moss weeds then being the next problem that people encounter again some people don't mind them they just mow them and it doesn't cost them a thought. A lot of other people don't like to see anything like that in their lawns. Your options there are feedweed and moss killer, which we mentioned earlier in relation to the moss. That's a triple action. So it feeds, it kills the weeds in a selective way. So there's a selective lawn weed killer in it. So it kill the weeds, not the grass, and then the moss killer element of it. And the other option then is a liquid selective lawn weed killer. Same thing. It's a selective weed killer. Again, it will target weeds, but not the grass and it will kill those and remove those from the lawn. And that's a selective lawn weed killer. Just with those, you always have to be careful that you're using a clean sprayer before you're starting and that your sprayer hadn't previously had something like, you know, a total weed killer in it. And then you have areas of your lawn that are all killed. So, you know, that's, that's the options. Um, in terms of, in terms of, I suppose, overall lawn health. Um, if you want to keep a lawn looking well, it's a bit like what we talk about with with plants. A healthy lawn will not have the same problems that an unhealthy lawn will. And scarifying, fertilizing, uh, feeding the feeding the soil, feeding the feeding the lawn, they will all help. And this is where again the autumn seems to alleviate a lot of those type issues. Compaction is another issue that can lead to. You know, compaction and shade are other issues that can lead to, to moss developing. So under hedges, under trees, you can get a lot of shade, hence you get a bit more moss in, in areas like that. And compacted areas can be more prone to get moss as well. So there's, there's those things, you know, all of those to, to keep your lawn looking good. So the, the, the big, the big takeaways, the sort of must do's are, Scarifying is definitely the best way to to reduce the moss initially, then use some of the bacteria-based products. They're going to feed for a long-term feed for a hundred days and they'll tiller the grass and hence you'll have less problems. Now you're starting to create a healthy lawn and a healthy lawn will be less prone to these going forward. And so quite quickly with the correct mowing, the correct, you know, scarifying and the correct fertilizing, you can have a pristine looking lawn maybe not bowling green but certainly very very good quality quite quickly so yeah as i say it's a it's a problem this spring for people who want to keep lawns looking pristine um the other the other thing is that you know lawns are are changing as i say um the trends are showing that people are going away from them they're less they're less uh, concerned about them. They're also looking to reduce them. They're going away from the the sort of single monoculture type garden, which has just lawn in it, um, and lawn areas are reducing. Having said that, a huge amount of people still love the look of a clean lawn around around their property, around their house. And, you know, they're definitely going to be here for... The next foreseeable foreseeable number of years, anyway, because you know people have that you know they really do like that, and some people love the love the job of of maintaining them and keeping them clean and keeping the edges tidy and all of that sort of thing. So yeah, there's um, there's lots of problems in lawns this spring, particularly, and uh, there's your kind of ways of of combating those. Definitely, the scarifying is the big thing, so you need to start with a lower level of moss and then some of your treatments will will work extremely well and just watch if you're constantly using an iron based product that as i say that'll drop the pH a low pH then is is actually creating an environment that's more suitable for moss so you're creating a cycle that you can't get out of so scarifying and then fertilizing with a, with a good quality bacteria based fertilizer that will that will help um so yeah that's um relatively short episode if i have a favor to ask if anybody is listening on an iphone and a lot of you do and um, about 56 percent or 60 percent of listeners listen on a on an apple device anyone that's listening on, on an apple device it'd be great if you could leave a review on the, the podcast app for the for the show and um, any reviews they help the show to get noticed they help the show to be put in front of more people so it'd be great if you could leave a review please and uh final well not the final the next module of the grow your own food course is being recorded this week and it's almost ready to go I've been saying that for a few weeks it's setting something up for the first time there's quite a bit of work in the background and quite a bit of uh, thinking to be done in the background technical stuff in the background so working through all of that uh, as quickly as I can and hoping to have it available for people very very soon the format is going to be you can purchase it as a one-off course, um, just watch it whenever you want, or there is a sort of a membership option, and it'll be a more regular. So check ins, monthly monthly meetups, all that sort of thing. So there's a there's the course that shows you how to, and then there's the the backup of being able to bounce questions uh, once a month talk about what's coming up in, you know, to sow in this month and and so on. And I think that would be useful because, you know, when you look at it year to year, we can I can print off or I can produce a a month-by-month sowing guide. But that definitely changes year to year. And we need to understand when we're going to get really successful at growing our own food, we need to understand, you know, we don't have to sow it on this exact date or week every year. If the conditions are wrong, if it doesn't feel like it's right, then we shouldn't do it. And then another time, it might be a case of, oh, this is actually really good weather. Temperatures are good. Light levels are good. The next two weeks are looking really strong. I have placed the minus evening, so we actually might go a bit earlier in some in some cases. And that would change from year to year. So that's what the, the ongoing monthly support will, will offer. So we'll have the basic course, and then we'll have the ongoing support and more courses to be added during the year as well Uh, a couple of interesting ones not working on them as in recording them yet working on them in terms of what the content will be all right but as soon as I have more more news on that the plan is this episode is going out uh, just just before the start of May the plan is that by the end of the first week in May the Grow Your Own Food course will be live and available for people and the monthly support then hopefully will kick off pretty much straight away so it's all going to happen very quickly and um, keep listening and i'll keep you posted as to when that when that button is ready to push and uh, thanks again for your continued support and enjoy getting your lawn back into shape after this horrible spring and horrible winter and that's been this week's episode thanks for listening and until the next time happy gardening mm-hmm.